Hey guys, welcome to the Swallow Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I'm Don Maeda. I'm joined by my longtime buddy, Carson Mumford of the FXR Chaparral Honda team. We think that's the name of it, right? Yep, Michael Could Lindsay. Could be Chaparral FXR Honda. Yep. Could be Team Talking Boy Honda. Yep. AKA Michael Lindsay's team. But uh, hey man, uh, the last time we had you on the show, I think things were winding down with Geico and uh, your future was a little uncertain. You didn't know where you're gonna go, but you found a home and uh, from all indications, impressions, I, I think you're quite happy there, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as the bike goes, it's a lot of the same feelings. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, everything I'm wearing head to toe gear-wise is completely different, but you get used to it, and yeah, it's been been really good. Uh, me and my mechanic, Pedro, who also came from Geico, mm -hmm. uh, just been gelling really good, and uh, yeah, just trying to work our butts off. Nice. Um, you had another year or two on your Honda contract, right? So I yeah. think, did Honda assist in finding you a home? Um, not really. Uh, as far as I was told is basically when a title sponsor pulls out of a team, there's a clause in everybody's contracts that your contract's terminated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was pretty much, I had nothing. Um, they did want to keep me on Honda because say they expand their 250 team or whatever. They, they do want to see me on a Honda still. So they were, mm -hmm. uh, throwing a little bit of Honda support and stuff that way. So besides that, pretty much it was just you're on your own, but mm -hmm. yeah. What was that like? Do you know I mean? You just turned pro. Yeah. Right. And I, th I thought you had a fantastic rookie season and, and boom, carpet gets pulled out from under you. Were you just like, if you didn't get a ride, would you have privateered it or would you have gone to school or something? Um, I probably would have privateered it. Uh, it's, it's weird because it was like, obviously 2020 was crazy for everyone, yeah. but I was supposed to go pro in May and then Supercross got postponed and it was just like one thing after another. It was like, it took more time for me to get on the pro bike because they needed the bikes for those guys to be ready for uh, the Utah rounds. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to get Chase's bike or Christian's bike. So it was like, I had to ride the amateur bike for so much longer than I was supposed to. And then same with like how contracts work. You, you basically, you get paid to race. And so when you're not racing, you're not getting paid. So mm -hmm. it was like just a long period of time where it was just no income. Mm -hmm. it, it, it sucked for a long time. And then uh, finally, you know, dreams come true. You, you're racing and it's like, hallelujah. Then uh, it's like four rounds in, they let us know that, hey, there's some problems with the team. We're gonna do our best to figure it out. And it's like, you know, it, you just try and block it out, race your races and do your job. And uh, hopefully it works out. And then just circumstances didn't work out. And it was like, wow, now we gotta kind of almost start over. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of crazy to think like, uh, <clears throat> so you're potentially a privateer, right? Yeah. To look at the level of support that was offered to a privateer pro at the highest level, right? Yeah. Versus a top amateur. Yeah. Because I mean, what, I've known you since you were racing 50s, I think? Or, yeah. So through the years, you've had these cool rides like Team Green and then yep. you know, the Geico ride and all that. Yep. But the way that they support amateurs with, you know, bikes and expense budgets and stuff, it's like, it's kind of like there's more support as an amateur. Yeah, um, in a lot of ways, it's super similar. Um, mom and dads are involved and 
you know, it's kind of more of like a family as far as like, uh, there's not just one big boss that makes all the decisions. It kind of mm -hmm. gets ran through everybody. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it is kind of crazy. And, um, thinking back, like I definitely got a lot of hate because I did get paid well as an amateur and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like my argument was always, well, I mean, I was a great amateur and I always thought like, what, I can beat you guys as mm -hmm. an amateur. So why are you going to get more support than me? Yeah. Then now it's like there are amateurs that do have better rides than me and it's like oh well I guess just kind of work work hard and try and get back on something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so I I thought it was crazy you know I didn't realize the uh the magnitude of the amateur programs that were yeah. out there you know like obviously I'm your good friends with your dad Scott and when you bought the house right and yeah. Elsinore it's like wow and he saved all your money and everything and, and helped you uh, arrange that deal and everything. But that's, it's like mind blowing to me, right? I bought my first house at, honestly, I was almost 30, right? And you were 16 or something and you had yeah. your own house in Elsinore. Now the amateur program that basically is my dad put together mm -hmm. was is super sick. Like um, obviously Geico, when that thing was, when I was on that team, uh, it was more of like he stepped back and kind of let everything happen. But mm -hmm. Team Green Days, it was a lot of late nights in the garage for him. And um, I don't think he was building my motors, but he was basically doing everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty sick. I definitely had like the cool looking bikes, cool looking gear, and it was cool. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, talk about the team you're on now a little bit. I mean, I, it's funny because for me to think. Your team owner is another buddy of mine, but he was he was essentially a journalist, right? He worked yeah. for, for uh, the message board, uh, and now he owns a team. Like, yep. Where do you pull that out of your out of the sky, Michael? Like, like I want to have a Supercross team, but lo and behold, he made it happen, and it's bigger and better this year. Oh yeah, and team uh, is super awesome this year. I, it's hard for me to even call it a privateer team, yeah, because it's 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 pretty factory. Like the bikes are dialed, the gears are, it's come such a long way with just everything. Mm -hmm. So it's a, uh, it's almost like a slap in the face to call it a privateer team. Yeah. Even though I think it, it classifies as that, yeah. but it's, it's definitely, uh, it's sick and it's, it's come a long way in a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, talk about the, uh, the tryouts and stuff, the tryout yeah. process that you had. If so, Basically, like, got told at Paula, like, hey, like, you're jobless. So, for me, I was like, well, I'm not going to just take time off. Like, I would have liked to. I would have liked to take, like, two, three weeks off because we, we were grinding for a long time, even preseason. Mm -hmm. And then during season, it's it's pretty gnarly to race. And so, I was like, like, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay on the bike and keep riding. Um, I basically just talked uh, Ziggy and Jeff and uh, Mike Grundle into letting me ride the Geico bike for a couple more weeks mm -hmm. while they're basically packing up the shop and, and getting everything situated. Um, the suspension guys, I just was like begging them, please, can you just put a Supercross setting together? I don't care who it is. I think they just gave me Craig's old, old setting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I immediately, I started riding Supercross. I think I took uh, like a, not even a couple days off mm -hmm. right up to my track and just started trying to put in some laps and 
kind of learn it because I'd never put my full effort into Supercross. It was like, I was like just go mess around at the track and learn some stuff mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, get back on outdoors. But my first tryout ride was with the Penrite guys, mm -hmm. and uh, which is now the Muckoff team. Um, they brought out like two bikes. It was all dialed and uh, it went pretty good. The end of the day, I crashed in the whoops and this was like my second day on Supercross, maybe my first day. I crashed in the whoops and broke my hand and my thumb. Oh. First day on Supercross. Like it was, I didn't crash that hard. I crashed pretty hard, but not enough to break my hand. But um, the bike flipped on top of me and like the throttle got like revved up and the wheel was coming down in my face. And instead of just like taking the blow with my head and the helmet, I put my hand up and my hand, I watched it go right in the wheel. Ooh. So I was like, dude, and I just sucked it up. Was like, no, I'm fine guys, I'm fine. Went, I rode the rest of the day. Didn't want to get x-rays right away because I was like, so what? If it's broken, it's broken. Like, mm -hmm. I still have to, like, do these tryouts. Like, it's now or never. Yeah. Um, I was going down to Mitch's office probably three times a week. I was blowing up his phone, like <laughs> probably everyone. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, just give me a chance. Let me ride the bike. That's all I'm asking. Um, and my hand was terrible. Like, mm -hmm. I had this numbing stuff I was trying to put on it, but... It was terrible. Every right-hander to try and use the front brake and get on the gas was awful. Like, but I just, I sucked it up. I didn't tell anybody that I broke it. So I did that tryout. Obviously didn't get the ride, but I rode my best and I was pretty happy with it. Um, mm -hmm. Just jumping on uh, a new bike I'd never rode. I went out and I hit every jump first lap at a new track. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely put my best foot forward and did what I could. and. Hopefully, uh, you know, they took notice and they keep me in their in their heads for a future. Or, mm -hmm. And then uh, I rode the Bar X Suzuki at Elsinore. Same thing, broken hand, like was just kind of getting by. Then rode the Chaparral bike. And uh, the Chaparral bike, it felt so similar to my Geico bike. Yeah. And it even felt like it had a little bit more bottom end. So I was stoked on it and um, got to work with Yosh and uh, Ross and the suspension guys it was it was a great day i felt mm -hmm. really good and then uh yeah we just kind of sat down weighed out my options and yeah that's where we ended up chose a home yep it's nice to be wanted though right for sure Some options. it definitely if i would have gone to a, a a different team sometimes it feels like you're starting over and uh kind of same vibes i was at geico it was like small fish big pond like you had guys going out there winning championships mm -hmm. and i was the rookie on the team that you know, my outdoors was pretty mediocre in my eyes. I, I got a fifth in a moto and was pretty much around ninth to 13th every race, mm -hmm. which was pretty mediocre. Some would say it was pretty good, but um, then you have guys on the same team that would go out and win the moto and you come back, obviously they're not gonna come up to you and be like, hey, what do we need to do to the bike? They wanna win. Yeah. So it is nice, like you said, to be super wanted on the team and um, being only me and Cody, it's it's nice to just, uh, we have a lot of attention. Cool. Hey Carson, we're gonna take a quick break there from our sponsors. Back for uh, more with Carson Mumford.
Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Motor Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. Uh, we're here with Carson Mumford, his dog Lucianne, right? Yep, she's out. Yeah, she's out. <laughs> but uh, all right, so you're on this team, uh, different engine builder, different suspension team. Uh, how would you compare the bike to uh, what you're racing before? I mean, yeah, it's different components. Obviously, same bike, same frame, but it feels super similar. Mm -hmm. um, I get that question a lot and it's like I really couldn't pinpoint um, what's different because I kind of just jumped on everything different if maybe if I took one part at a time mm -hmm. I could tell you but yeah everything seems super the same really so I guess that's good coming in as a rookie I don't have to relearn the bike yeah uh, all new gear you're in yep. uh, 60 helmet FXR gear yep a stars boots a stars boots Oakley goggles still CTI knee braces mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, new look, feels good. I'm digging it. Everybody's really nice to work with. Um, I wore 60s before and yeah. Alpine Stars, so that was pretty easy transition. FXR was easy, and uh, yeah, I really have hey, no complaints. How about the FXR pants? Super nice. They're good, Super huh? comfortable. Like, they're like the stretchy material. It's it's great. Uh -huh. uh, Cody Shock. Yep. Uh, privateer from, is he from Pennsylvania, I think? Somewhere way where's, in yonder. Where's Boysen from? Well, Boysen's from South Dakota. Oh, okay. Something anyway, way. Cody Shock, we met him when he was just wide-eyed kid in California yep. for the first time. But super cool kid, super talented at whipping it and all that yeah. stuff. But uh, put together an awesome finish at, at Fox Raceway National. I think he got 10th yep. on that pretty much bone stock 21 Honda. but In a 450 class. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, What's the chemistry like with you and him? You super good. Along okay? Yeah, he's a great rider, and yeah, like you said, he's super talented, and um, it is nice to just have a, a riding partner because mm -hmm. you get, for me at least, I get pretty burnt out riding by myself all the time, and mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of what we do every day, so it is nice to just have someone to run ideas by on the track and even, you know, uh, test something. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. He's a nice guy, and it's a... Uh, Super nice to just have a cool teammate. Yeah. Uh, your mechanic, Pedro, came with you. Yep. Championship winning mechanic. Yep. Like, that's got to be, like, give you a lot of confidence when you're throwing a leg over the bike, right? Because essentially, your life's in the mechanic's hands. Yeah, 100%. He's, he's super good, and I, I think he uh, respects my work ethic, and mm -hmm. I respect his. So it is good. You know, it's not a one-way street with either of us how, on our, how we work. But... Uh, yeah, I've gelled with him really good. He sets the bike up perfect, and yeah, I really have zero complaints, and mm -hmm. I'm excited to work with him. Okay, 
Tell me a little bit about uh, Michael Lindsay being a team owner. I personally like it. It's a nice like friendship environment. It's not like, yes sir boss. It's more of like, hey, what's up man? Like mm -hmm. just running things by like um, stuff that I'd be scared maybe to approach a, a high and mighty boss. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening today actually, and he's super knowledgeable when it comes to bikes. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously you know he's he's been a journalist and stuff, but as far as like how suspension works and stuff, um, he's actually super knowledgeable. Like, If he had to, he could pull your fork and shock apart at the track. No problem, mm -hmm. and make an adjustment that would work. Mm -hmm. So that's super cool, because you know, a lot of um, team owners maybe just are in it because they're a fan of the sport, where he is that, but he also has been a rider, and uh, you know, he, he still rides pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys are racing the East Coast, you know, or the West Second Coast, coast yeah. or the West Coast, the Second Coast, right? Yep. Um, that was because you guys need a little bit more time to get everything together. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm not sure, but I think contracts with like gear sponsorships and stuff, um, they already have teams for that coast. Yeah. So I think it just kind of all falls into place with that. Um, yeah, it did help a little bit. Me being a rookie, Cody kind of. Uh, having a teammate to ride with and everything it just all worked out everybody needing a little bit more time mm -hmm. getting the semis and everything dialed in gear ordered so um i wouldn't say that we wouldn't have been ready for the first coast but it definitely helps i think even the other teams would have probably liked it i've heard some stories of other teams where they're like overnighting stuff but <laughs> yeah yeah it just that's just how it worked out and i'm excited i'm really excited to race I, i've been kind of itching to and been like burning so many laps at the same tracks it's like man i'm ready to just to get on a new track and go yeah um completely ready for soupy we'll see right i mean i'm feeling good at the the test tracks and stuff obviously it's a completely different environment with like um learning how the track breaks down because mm -hmm. it's a fresh build every time you go at a race it's everything super peaky and then by the end of the night it's almost like flat like a a public track so mm -hmm. been riding I've been trying to ride as many tracks as I could just to see how I feel on, on new tracks and how quick mm -hmm. I learn them. So, so that, far, that's been gotta good. be one of the most stressful things, right? About yeah. racing the highest level supercross is like, yep. you have to start jumping stuff like right away in your first two laps or so, right? Yep. Luckily it's like, um, they have the same track builder build everything. Yeah. So the triples so are normally triples. the same, how they build the jumps are normally the same. Whoops are obviously a little bit different here and there. But um, yeah, it's, it is tough. Um, with our tracks up in that desert, we had Dirtworks build it. So I kind of got a little bit of an idea on how that mm -hmm. works and how it breaks down. But obviously it's different every track and with the dirt and stuff. Okay. All right, so I'm, I'm sure anyone that is a fan of yours that follows you, they know that you have this facility up in, is it Apple Valley? Is that I think it's Adelanto, but. Okay, but the high, high desert. Yeah. Um, it's it's so cool that your dad invested in your program so much that he got this facility right it's the yep. formal former alessi compound yep but uh talk about that a little bit i mean you've got there's a house a shop with an apartment in it yep has several tracks whether two supercross two outdoors or yep. something yeah i mean uh we've had it for a little while now my dad is good friends with tony alessi and um my dad saw like how good that team does and how smart they are with stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Tony was like, Hey, like, I think it'd be a really good idea t for you guys to have Carson learn and, um, not have the pressure of like 
learning a supercross track with an audience, you can kind of break it down and take your time. Mm -hmm. um, so I had it on super minis and I used it to get ready for Monster Cup and that, that stuff. And then, yeah, it's been really nice to just uh, put in motos and not be secretive about it, but just do your own thing, be quiet. And then uh, when you want, post videos when you feel like it mm -hmm. instead of just being at a track and you're there taking videos all yeah. day and say you mess up and the whoops and crash it's on video yeah <laughs> but and then it's like uh times like now when it's raining like yeah everyone's your best friend yeah they're like <laughs> hey remember last year when i uh pulled the chair for you and and got it <laughs> yeah any any time they'll bring up hey remember when i helped you out this time i'm like hey i, I you found my number again in a year yeah but yeah, I mean, really, I've kept it to just me, J-Mart, and uh, the HEP uh, Suzuki team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So really small team. It's It's been nice to just not have a million people. Last year, I didn't race Supercross, so we let whoever we, whoever wanted to ride, ride. And this yeah. year, it's been just like kind of more business. But yeah, yeah it's, it's nice to just have your own place and um, grind it out, especially... Normally you have your own test track and it's it's been a little bit of a challenge to get on the Honda test track just because mm -hmm. when they're in town, they do need to use it. So um, with being a privateer team, it does help a lot. Cool. Hey Carson, one last commercial break. Uh, we'll be back for more, stay tuned. Don't try to be the fastest on the track. Be the fastest ever. Work harder than everyone else. Because dedication is everything. If they say your goals are crazy, be insane. Be fast. Be the crazy one. Be unstoppable. One goal, one vision. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. What's up guys, it's Brock Tickle. I ride for the JGR Yoshimura Factory Suzuki Racing Team and I'm stoked to be back at the races. Planning my comeback to racing was cool to see. I have a lot of support behind me to, to get me here. FXR stepped up and invested in me, and I'm stoked to be part of them. FXR um, honestly kind of blew me away. All the product is awesome. The pants fit me awesome. The best fitting pant I've ever worn, and everything's supplemented, and it looks good. on hold but now is the perfect time to prepare for their return amsoil has your back with fast free shipping and ordering has never been easier just look up your vehicle 
Select your product, add an oil change to your cart, and check out. Spend $50 on Amsoil products, and shipping is on us. Order now at Amsoil.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Model Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Carson Mumford and, and Lucy Ann's back again for right now. But uh, so we were talking about your track and everything, and you said you've got the HEP guys and Jeremy Martin with you. Yep. That's got to be awesome to have J Mart up there. Yeah. Where do you stand? Obviously, he's a little bit better, but um, some areas I'm the same. A little bit slower, obviously, but um, I just try and ride with him as much as I can as far as, like, sections and stuff go. Mm -hmm. uh, motos, it seems like unless he they put me out in front of him, we don't really ride together. He kind of just does his thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've done a few days where we just do sections all day, and that's been nice. He has a little bit different style of cornering than me. Mm -hmm. He, like, really gets on the gas hard and goes high in the corners where I kind of just kind of coast in, use the brakes, and turn and get out. Mm -hmm. So... It's been cool to try and switch it up and do that type of corner that he does. Uh, it's hard for me, and same for him. He'll try and switch it up and stay low in his corners. Mm -hmm. But he's been good, like whoops and stuff. Uh, we have a pretty big set of whoops up there, and it was nice to hear like someone else say, like, man, these whoops are tough, because I'd be like <laughs> all day riding them, and then uh, you, know, you don't know how you'd stack up, and then someone else comes up there, and they'll say the same things as you. It's nice. Mm -hmm. But he's a really good guy to be around just because he works super hard and he's not super confrontational. So mm -hmm. it's cool. And obviously he's going to come in and try and go for the championship again like he has done a lot of years. Yeah. So anywhere that um, I feel good and like I'm um, close to him, it's good. Yeah. Um, we had Colt Nichols on uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah. And he said this term of visual learner, right? He's yeah. Like, I'm a visual learner. I can watch my teammates and pick up things and stuff like that. Yep. Have you watched J-Mart or, say, any of the HTP guys and picked up? Yeah, definitely. He, uh, like I said, with the corners, he, like, he comes in and just goes high and steers with the rear. And it, it's definitely really good at my track because it doesn't have a lot of ruts. It's a little bit looser dirt. Mm -hmm. So um, without him being there, you would never see that. So yeah. it's good for me to learn. Uh, same with, like, uh, whoops, he obviously carries so much speed in and just hammers the gas. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because, like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, I got that, no problem. And then you go into him and you're like, oh, like, I'm going way too fast right now. This is scary. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just been, it's been good to be around a guy that's done it before and pick his brain just around, just about random stuff. So mm -hmm. it's been nice. Okay, we were up at your compound the other day shooting photos of uh, some different guys yeah. for uh, – for their team shoot but what is with that circle track that's whoops turn whoops uh 
there is a little kid that, uh, he's not little, but he rides super minis uh -huh. and they own the property with us. His name's Nathan Abbott. Uh -huh. And they're kind of doing the same thing that we did on super minis, just trying to learn whoops. And okay. I mean, the only way to learn them is to hit them. So yeah. there's just, if you want to learn how to hit whoops, you just go and you hit whoops, turn, hit whoops again, turn. And okay, okay. it gets good. I, they're a little bit tamed down because he's on super mini. So mm -hmm. I went up there on the 252 stroke and was just da, 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 <laughs> just doing it for the sound. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, when we first got the place, uh, Tony had a legit whoop track just for, uh, for Mike and, and Jeff. It was like a turn, eight whoops, turn 10, and then like 12 and 15. So, <laughs> and legend has it that he used to have to do like a 15 minute moto on that oh and geez. with like it's only like 20 second lap time yeah so i mean you gotta <laughs> you're gonna get good at whoops eventually if you're doing that yeah okay uh tell me about uh dbk i mean i see you driving this crazy looking box yeah and got it always yeah. so uh, uh, twitch is helping you out yeah it, um <clears throat> doing a little bit of like sticker on the helmet and then he helps me out in a few ways, so I just wanted to like try and bring a few things to the table with uh, the van wrap. Obviously, Southern California, everybody knows who Twitch is. Like, yeah. even if it's a household like that doesn't ride, they know who Twitch is. So, mm -hmm. uh, just driving the van around is trying to promote them at just the tracks and stuff, and um, it's a pretty legit setup. So it's it's cool to show how legit our team is and stuff. Um, it was funny the other day a, a cop was like driving behind us and we thought he was pulling us over <laughs> and then he came by and he's like yeah like dbk and we're <laughs> like cool but yeah people come up and ask for shirts and stuff but uh -huh. it's just been cool and twitch is a nice guy and uh i'm trying to go riding with him this week go in the hills or something because yeah, right? i suck in the hills and obviously he's the legend of the hills so mm -hmm. hopefully he can teach me something so is dbk a, a carson mumford sponsor or is he helping out the whole team i think he's helping out the whole team um but I think that might have originally came from helping out me. And then he kind of was like, might as well help out the team. I'm not mm -hmm. totally sure on how that whole worked, but uh, we have his uh, sticker on the front number, front fender. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think he's kind of helping out as much as he can. Cool. What other components are there uh, in the team? Like, are there any other cool sponsors? Cause I mean, what XPR is doing your motors. Yep. Enzo, Enzo. Enzo Racing, the best suspension company in the entire world. Yep, probably is tires. I think we got UFO plastics, um, air graphics. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to learn this so that way I can <laughs> remember it. But there's there's a lot of people that are helping it out in, in as many ways as they can, and it it does make a difference. So mm -hmm. it's it's super cool. Um, anything else on your personal deal that's just you? I am uh, doing the X Dubai thing again. Oh with, yeah. It's, so explain that a little bit. You're okay. sponsored by a country. Yeah. People always wonder what that is. It's the Prince of Dubai or the Prince's son along the lines of there I'm not totally sure they have a extreme sports company to promote tourism in Dubai mm -hmm. so it's basically like it's extreme Dubai is what it is and mm -hmm. um, if you want to jump off a building go to Dubai and do it so they have all these athletes that are just supposed to be extreme yeah so yeah I'm doing the I had that as an amateur it was like a helmet deal where it had the big X and said Dubai yeah. on it um, got that going again because with Geico they obviously owned everything mm -hmm. from head to toe so now got that back which is super super cool to be a part of it's it's almost like is elite is like Red Bull maybe even more like yeah so yeah that's cool it's just uh, 
everything helps obviously so it's nice to just have good people in your corner and mm -hmm. and uh, try and brand them as best you can okay now I understand you've got an open invitation all expenses paid trip <laughs> for your whole family to go to Dubai yeah. whenever you want and your mom's scared to go or something yeah that's that's been the talk we've from my understanding is we had like a, a trip to Dubai and we could do whatever we want to go hang out there but initially like five years ago when I started working with this company my mom was scared to fly I think she's gotten over it because she had to go to the races even though I think my dad drove most of the time this year mm -hmm. but uh now it's like COVID all yeah. this stuff so what do you is it even worth it now mm -hmm. I mean obviously it's a bucket list everybody wants to go to Dubai it's yeah. pretty insane but I, I don't know I feel like we kind of blew it we should have <laughs> went maybe next year yeah when the world's more normal well, hey, buddy, uh, thanks for coming on. I'm super excited to watch you race Supercross. I, I know you'll do, you'll, do, you'll do really great. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure watching you grow up and uh, get faster and faster and yep. all the steps. When, when was the last time that you were faster than me? Were you faster than me on 80s? <clears throat> no, dude, you were fast. Didn't you? <laughs> well, in the beginning, maybe when I had you do that Kawasaki intro. Yeah, I was just, cra Oaks. just crashing every five seconds, yeah. doing a berm shot. I could have smoked you back then, but as soon yeah. as you got good, I was slow old guy, dude. Come on. <laughs> but I'm faster than your dad. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's gone. He's <laughs> he's retired. He's e-bike life. Yeah, e-bikes. Anyway, guys, thanks for uh, watching the Swap Motor Live Show. Keep an eye on Carson Mumford. What's the new number this year? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Number thirty-nine on the Chaparral FXR Honda. See you next week.